Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. Nice. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Yeah. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo, Talkoma. T A L K O M A. Uh, use it at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. And that's bluechew.com. Promo code Talkoma. You get your first month free. Uh, go to BlueChew.com for details, safety information, and thank you, BlueChew, for sponsoring our podcast. Thanks, BlueChew. Happy sex, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tacoma FD. <laughs> Good one. Tacoma FD. Yeah. Hey, Lemmy, what's up? Not too episode much. Episode 402. I love it. Four, d- the probie. We introduce a probie. We do. I wonder if the audience understands when you say 402 that what it is is season four, yeah. episode two. Right. And the reason why we go 02 is because we're going to get to episode 10. So that'll right. be 410, 411, 412, 413. Very informative. Information. 402. Yeah. I feel like I'm yelling to my microphone. That's okay. We're fine. Brian, am I yelling to my microphone? No? We're fired up. Quit yelling. We're fired up. I love it. No, that's good. We want to, you know, I have to say. I really, I really, uh, the set has grown on me. I like our red stripe. Yeah. Very fiery. Yeah. And he's still there. And he's still there. Still stuffed with pastrami. It looks good. It's fun. It's a nice set. And the bobbles, you know, I was looking at these bobbleheads. Who is who? Like, I'm pretty sure this is me. I think this is me, although I think they took this uh, head off of a young Andy Reid. Let's see. And they put it on this bobblehead in a thin body, because that's not... That's not only my body, you know. For those of you who don't know, Andy Reid is the head coach. I mean, everyone knows who Andy Reid. Of the is. Kansas City Chiefs. Right, I mean, won a couple Super Bowls. Guys. All I said was, for those of you who don't know okay. who Andy Reid is. All right, you're right. I'm sorry. Don't. St- you okay. know, no, here's right. what happens: you start in on this, and then I get <laughs> mad and react to it, and then you get mad at me for reacting to what you nope, do. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be super nice. I think your bobblehead looks great. Thanks. Uh, it's kind of weird though, because I, I guess they didn't make these. Like, where do they get these heads from? That's you know that's our our props department or is this is set deck would you say? Uh, maybe I mean this is, so this is episode three eleven was the pickleball episode uh, three eleven we, we we were the pickleball champions right and uh, here it is and and uh, they don't look that different but one's you one's me no they don't so here I'll just say something here is the way you uh, differentiate between whose job it is it's the set decorators oh boy if it's, yeah. if if you don't touch it. But if you're planning on touching it, it becomes a prop issue. Ah, okay. That's how it is. That's, that's great. That's how it works. Okay. Um, so listen, episode 402, yeah. should I start talking about it? Or you no? can. I just wanted to, a couple things, a yeah. couple things. Okay. Number one, I wanted to say that uh, last week yeah. on Tacoma FD. Last week on Tacoma FD. We were talking about uh, Reba McIntyre and her songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. And I pulled it and I said, uh, I said uh, uh, country gal. Country gal, right. Which apparently is a big song. And our us. editors were, 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 you know, were like, oh, yeah, here's one called Country Gal. And it was yeah, like a big yeah, triumphant yeah, moment. This one, is, you're actually right. It's called Country Gal. Oh. You knew that, though, right? No, I had no idea. Maybe that was the song that you guys were making love to. Isn't it amazing how the human brain works? It's amazing. Like, like I probably heard, I registered that right, someplace. Right, right, right. And that's the song you're making love to, and that, that's now your favorite song. It is. Do you know what I found out? Whoa, whoa, whoa. They were just lying. Oh. They made that shit up. They're getting in on that shit. Yeah, they make that shit up. That's, That's like good. fun sabotage. Well, what is nice is, is that was the first day we were working together, and they knew enough to take the piss out of you. They really did. They really did. Do you know what? And then today, uh, already, uh, Joe yeah. has cried in front of me. He did? Yeah. So cause Was he, that like he was going to go to his car, and then he decided he wouldn't go to his car? Something he, happened to Joe. He was going to go out to his car to have a cry. Okay. And I said, don't go. Cry here. Joe. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do it here. Huh. Cry here. Good for you, Because we're family. Yeah, 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 we are. You took the piss out of me last week. That's right. Let me. We're supportive and loving here. Help you. And he said, and he came for a hug, and I was like, mm, that's. Yeah. For next Joe, week. Joe, as, as much as we bicker, don't let that be the, the, the tenor of our of our relationship, you know what I mean? We're just, we're, we're a comfortably married We've couple. We've been together for 30 years. It's the bickering means nothing. Um, okay. What are you, you want looking at your coat? Uh, no, but uh, what are you going to keep? No, no, no. I, I, you know, people were saying they like these things. Um, I was always a big fan of this sweatshirt. And I love this, these this jackets. This is the beauty of this show is that we get all this swag, you know? We have different coats and all kinds of shit, you know? Yeah. Look at this nice sweatshirt. No, this is great. Nice like Carhartt sweatshirt I have Captain on. Panizzi great yeah it's great penis with an eye i walk around with this thing people still it's like they'll look at it and try to figure it out like is sure. that this is dude's that the real, real name, name? Oh, okay and easy yeah um all right so anyway uh this was the episode this 402 episode is the episode we introduced our new character chris avilla yeah uh who's a great kid and he um what we were hoping to have as a proby character and, you know, Proby is such an institution in the fire department it's the rookie you know uh, Proby is what they call rookie a rookie is what they call Proby. I don't know. What are they the way? Uh, in the fire department. We get it. And uh, you understand. We get and, it. And, you know, uh, uh, we get a lot of great stories from firefighters, and we have had a lot of relationships now with them, and always telling us great stories about Probies. And so it was like, you know what? It would be nice, because Lucy was at one point, it's like, let's get a, a dedicated Proby. But the thing about Lucy was that she was the Proby who was untouchable. Correct. Because she was my your daughter. daughter. Yeah. And, and there were a few reasons. Number one, Nobody wanted to fuck with her because she was your daughter. Right. Number two, because she had grown up in a fire station, you couldn't fuck with her. Because I wouldn't let them. You wouldn't let them. But also because she just knew the secrets. Like she knew not to get ramadoodled. And, right. You know. Right. Um, She's smart. She's smart. But we've heard great Proby stories, you know, from firefighters over the years. Like, yeah. And we've put some in the show. We've put the, some in yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we put one called uh, Endless Dishes. Right. In the show, which is, you know, the... The Proby washes the dishes, hand them off, you know, to put in the dishwasher. Right. And then they just pa keep passing them around in a circle. And the Proby just keeps rinsing dishes. Um, there's the one where they have the Proby stand on top of, of the, the water truck, the tanker truck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With like a broomstick. And they're like, you have to stir the water inside the, the truck. Right. To keep it fresh. <laughs> and they just have the Proby up there on the. Uh, <laughs> right. The hose water, they yeah. want to keep it fresh, right? We've, there's the one where they're like, oh, we need to uh, send a sample of our exhaust to the EPA, so yeah. we need you to capture it in the in the bag. So, yeah. like, you know, they've got the probie with a bag over right. that exhaust hose. Right. And then the big one that we had found out was uh, from the Austin. Right, right, which we put in the show, was we were doing a promotional event down in Austin with a bunch of firefighters and you know, every, they all have got great stories. And, um, but this one guy came and told us this, this story, which we thought was funny. We put it in a previous season. But. Yeah. How they had a proby, a rookie. And, uh, when he first showed up for his shift, all these guys, uh, had gotten the same temporary tattoo of like a, a donkey, like a jackass with like buck teeth or something like that, like a really stupid tattoo. And they told this proby, this is our shift tattoo. Yeah. You have to get this to be part of the shift. That's your initiation. And so the probie went to a real tattoo shop and got that tattoo for real. And then he came back to the station and they all rubbed their tattoos off and were like, ha ha, we got you, motherfucker. Hey, I wanted to show you something. I've been feeling really bad about the way the C team's been treating you. So I got a little something as like a show of solidarity. Check it out. Oh, isn't it so bad? Oh my God, you did that for me? Yeah, so now you're not the only one in the station with this stupid tattoo. Except... 
It's temporary? Yeah, dude. <laughs> now you're the only one with that stupid ass tattoo. That's a harsh prank. That's a that's a really that's like a firefighter prank. That's firefighter. They don't fuck prank. around, man. Well, that's the thing about firefighters. That's a, that's a badass prank. That's the thing about firefighters, which we have learned. Yeah. Firefighters do not fuck around. <laughs> they, like if you're gonna go party with a firefighter, you're yeah. dead. <laughs> like they be, because I th- the thing is like they do such their job requires so much bravery yeah, and so yeah. much adrenaline, and they see some They're fucking crazy junkies. Things. Those guys, yeah. they see crazy things, and so like when they play, they play hard. And so you know, I, I think that was in our minds of like, hey, let's get a guy and then we can tell these stories, you know? And so over the course of the season, that's what we're going to do. And, you know, I don't know if you remember, but the network was very nervous about it, you know? Yeah. That was the first thing that came in. And I, I was looking through email, old emails, and I saw it from the network execs and they were like, no, just be careful, okay? We don't want to, uh, you know, pile on this guy too hard. We want to be mean to him. And anyway, we get it, we understand it, but it is part of, the culture. Oh yeah. And even know? when we would like every actor that came into audition, we were like, how are you with hazing? And, and, <laughs> and even then they're like, you can't even ask that question. <laughs> right. Don't ask that question. Right. But we, you know, but, but we, that's fine. I mean, it's, it's all, uh, uh, very good natured. Um, and Chris, uh, was such a good sport. And I think he has this kind of like, I don't know, it's ingenue kind of, you know, uh, disposition that I think it lends itself well to where, you know, you get it, you know? And there are times where, you know, he turns the tables here and there, you know? But we did, throughout the season, when we were uh, hazing him on yeah. camera yeah. For, for the show, we did, as soon as Cup would be called, and, and you'll see some of these these things where we would ask him, like, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? We didn't haze him in real life, guys. Yeah. We didn't do it. We, right? didn't, we didn't touch him. We didn't touch We were very loving. It was very mental. loving. It was mental hazing. Uh, but whatever, we had a great time and, and I think people are really going to like the character and, and the kind of arc that we send him on. Um, the other funny thing, Steve, that make it a point. The other funny thing, um, was the name, his name, Mickleberry. Yeah. And you know, it's funny cause, um, I pulled up, so I, I was looking through the old me- emails and the early scripts and the first, uh, the first name that we gave that character was Jonesy. Right. Which blows. It right? blows. I mean, not to, no offense to any Jonesies out there, but it's not a particularly colorful or inventive name. It's funny because Jones is probably one of the most common right. American names, and you just insulted like 50 million people who are like, sorry. Huh. Sorry, I'll tell the Jones. That's not, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's like, and you can only name a Jones Jonesy. Sure. And they're all named Jonesy. Sure. And that's why we did it. It was like every fire station's got a Jonesy, you know, and that was part of what it was. And, you know, but I think as we were writing the script, we are like, hey, maybe this is an opportunity to have a little more fun with the guy's name. Well, I'll, I'll also say this, that, you know, while we were writing is when we, while we were writing season four is when we realized we were losing Eugene Cordero. Right. We weren't prepared for that. And so now we had to write a character and we didn't know if it was going to be male or female. Yeah. We didn't know their background, their race, their ethnicity. We didn't know anything about it. So we no. came up with this. We were like, Jonesy. Yeah, right. That could kind of yeah. be. You just defended all the Joneses in the world. Yeah, like the that. most run of the mill random yeah, uh, milk toast fucking ga- name. name we could think of. Smitty and Jonesy. Yeah, and Wilson. Yeah. All the Wilsons are like, nah, oh, they're all pissed. Man, we you thought- can't make anybody happy. I know, you really can't. Um, but what we did is we came up with this name, Mickleberry. And it's not that we came up with it, it was something that was sitting in our, kind of on our shelf for many years. Yeah. And the way it came about originally, was that um, we were one day, many, many years ago, yeah. we were in the Broken Lizard offices in New York City and we were writing 
and we were working in the office and we decided to take a break and we want to go see a movie. Yeah. And so it was, you know, I don't know, middle of the day, mm -hmm. two o'clock in the afternoon. And we're looking to see what movie we all want to go see. And we see uh, uh, what's playing and is uh, a movie that's playing is called Black Dog. Mm. Black Dog starring Patrick Swayze. Peace ways. And it was a, a, a movie where Patrick Swayze plays a trucker. Yeah. And Meatloaf is in the movie. Yeah. And his sidekick, his buddy is Randy Travis. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just sometimes you're driving late at night and you see the black dog. Yeah, the black dog is like a hallucination of the highway. And, you know, and, and you know, we don't have to tell you, maybe someday we'll go into it, but we are Swayze fans, big Swayze fans. Oh, and so if there's time. a new Swayze movie, we're going. Oh, yeah. And so we all went to see it. And, you know... Uh, you know, people uh, prepared uh, to go to the movie theater and have a good laugh. What does that mean? Like bought popcorn? Well, maybe or some other things. You know, there are things that maybe you know a little more mind altering. Took a shower. Things maybe. Oh, prepared uh, uh, to go watch the movie, and we did that. We went over. We watched the movie. And you mean got high? Well, some people do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's legal now, right? It is legal, Kev. Back then, it was not. No, it wasn't. Back then, it was not. Back then, some people might have been right. breaking the law. We, we rode our horses over to the movie theater back then. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> so, we go to the movie theater. We're having a good time. We're laughing. We sit in the movie theater, and we're just giggling and giggling. We're so excited for the Swayze movie, this action movie, and the credits start rolling at the top of the movie. And the writer's, I think it was the writer's credit, right? The writer? The name comes up, and the name was like John Mickleberry. Yeah. And we started fucking laughing. We thought that was the funniest name. For some reason, I mean, we just thought it was good. And and it was one of those things where we thought that was a great name. They yell at people. Yeah. And we 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 riffed on him being in like the writing you know, on the set and be like, Mickleberry! Yeah. Rewrite the opening scene. We turned him subservient and, and we started did. to beat him down. Mickleberry, get in my office. Mickleberry, shine my shoes. Mickleberry, you're on shit list. Mickleberry. There's ants in the refrigerator and it's your fault. Mickleberry, make me a Mickleberry smoothie. Mickleberry, add some strawberries to that and I'll have one of those as well. Mickleberry, whose shirt is that? <laughs> and it was a name and it, it was an inside joke for a long time. Well, it was funny because uh, we we wanted, we loved that name, Mickleberry. We loved the name Mickleberry. I don't know, for some reason it just felt like a funny fucking name. And we tried to use Mickleberry. it. We tried to use it. Yes. If you remember this, but we like. We did. The, um. We did. We were developing Super Troopers with Miramax. Right. We were meaning we were writing the, old the script. Miramax, yeah. Writing the script with them and, you know, going through all the drafts with them. And at the time, they they came to us and they said, we just, you know, they had bought uh, Life is Beautiful from, beautiful from right. Chechi Gori. Right. An Italian film. An Italian film. And they, uh, they had a catalog of movies that they wanted to possibly make American. Right. And they said, here's this one we want you to watch. It's called The Tall, The Short, The Cat. Right. And it was about, like... Uh, this millionaire, this like this wealthy woman. You do the Italian accent. Uh, what the tall, the short, the, the cat. <laughs> right, like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There, I did it. <laughs> and uh, th it was about this wealthy uh, lady, and she's got uh, her two uh, butlers, basically. Right. One's tall, one's short, and she's got this cat. Yeah. Who she loves more than anything. And she treats the cat so much better than these guys. Mm -hmm. And they hate this cat. And finally she dies. Right. And they literally take the cat and punt it. Right. Like, you know, I hope it was a stuffed animal. Maybe but like sure they it punt it and they get rid of it. And they're right. like, and we go, how do you But then they go to the will reading of the right. lady and she leaves all her money to them if they take care of the cat. Right. And now these guys have to go uh, searching the, the countryside for this cat that they just punted. Right. But anyway, they pitched us that they had this movie. Yeah. 
and they asked us to do our American take on it. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, and they said, uh, you can do anything you yeah. want. We were like, what, like, what do you, what are the parameters? Like, it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. You can put the cat in space. We don't give a fucking shit. Yeah. You know, we're like, okay, it's just gotta be a cat movie. Okay. So what did we do? So we went back to our office and we sat around <laughs> and we're like, wait a minute. What if we did a movie about a cat in space? And we created this whole movie. Yeah. Right. But it was a cat. It was a cat that is a cat named Mickleberry. <laughs> We named the cat. We named the cat Mickleberry. We were like, oh my God, the cat's got to be named Mickleberry. And, and part of it also was that somehow, somewhere along the way, uh, somebody, the rumor started that this cat could speak. Right. And what would happen is people would go in to meet with Mickleberry, the cat. Yeah. And Mickleberry wouldn't speak to them. Because he can't. Because he's a cat. Because he can't. (laughs) He would just stare at them because he's a cat. Right. And these people would come out of there and everybody else would be like, what did he say to you? Yeah. And those people were so insecure about the fact that Mickleberry didn't speak to them because maybe he didn't like them that they'd be like, oh, we had a very interesting conversation and it would just sort of perpetuate. Right. It was like very being there. It's like being there with Chauncey Gardner. And, yeah. And yeah. That's what, that's kind of had a vibe to it. Anyway. So we went back and pitched it to them. We pitched it to them. And we did this whole song and dance. We had this whole 20 minute pitch, Mickleberry, the cat in space. And, uh, and we finished and uh, they just looked at us and they're like, we didn't actually mean put the cat in space. Like they were, they were fucking furious at us. Yeah. They couldn't believe that we went and did that. Pass. Pass. They passed. But, uh, we got a lot of great Mickleberry jokes out of it. A lot of use of that name. And we always knew that we wanted to use that name again. And so here was our chance. And so here was our chance. But of course, again, we didn't know the ethnicity. We didn't know, you know, who this character was going to be, but we were just going to name Mickleberry no matter what. Well, it's funny. And and correct me if I'm wrong. So like in that opening scene, we also, I think one of us at some point in the writer's room, we also riffed that maybe... Maybe the probie was actually Reggie Bon Jovi and was John Bon Jovi's nephew. <laughs> right, right. But Mickleberry, we kept coming back to Mickleberry. And so, but we still incorporated Reggie Bon Jovi right, in there. Right, that joke's still in there. As like yeah. the sweet probie that, With we, the good hair. that we didn't get. Yeah, who is the nephew of John Bon Jovi. And he actually is the nephew of John Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, man. Mickleberry is a fun name to bark orders at. It's a great name. I think we found our new probie. You can't pick a new firefighter based on the name. Ah. Although, have you seen this Reggie Bon Jovi? Huh? This guy's top of his glass. Whatever, that guy sucks. He's perfect. Have you seen his hair? First of all, that dude wishes he was related to John Bon Jovi. The thing was, we ultimately cast Chris. Uh, He's Latino, he's Mexican. And so um, then it became a question of, did the name fit him? Right. And we created this ridiculous story about how his real name was Miguel Barrio. Is that what it was for Will you say that again, Kev? Miguel Barrio. You have a beautiful Spanish accent. Oh, thank you very much. Is that, I mean, is that, you're Hispanic. I don't want to offend anyone. Is that yeah. okay? Miguel Barrio. What I just said. It means Michael neighborhood. Hey, by the way, where does Mickleberry come from? Is your dad Irish or? No, Mexican. My dad changed his last name when he came to America. So Mickleberry? Yeah. His original last name was Miguelberrio. So boom, there fits now. That's his backstory. That's his name. That's his backstory. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And then after all these years, all these years... We finally named a character Mickleberry. Yeah, and he's a delightful character. We hazed him and uh, got him stung by murder hornets. Yeah, we did it all. Uh, in a very heroic way. Yeah. How, like, how did we do the, uh, all, all, the, the bee sting, the, the, the murder hornet scenes? Like uh, the prosthetics, we, right? Um, well, we did in VFX, right? So we, the hornets were not really there. And, right. you know, you, you go through these multiple meetings where you're with the VFX guy, and he's our buddy Jason Piccioni. And uh, he's creating the hornets. And you're like, more, more orange, bigger, smaller, you know, that kind of stuff. 
and each hornet costs money. So you have to determine how much a lot. A lot. Let, let's say it's eight thousand dollars a hornet. Yeah. And so you have to decide what how much you put in each hornet. AK in there. pH. Yeah. I'm I'm making that up, but you know, it's you know, it's, well, probably, it's not cheap. It's not that far off. It's not cheap. And I think Jason would be like, wait a minute. Well, it's only $250 a hornet, you know, but I don't know if that's true. But no, it was a that sequence was the most expensive VFX sequence in the whole season. Yeah. Was those were those hornets. I always find our conversations are funny because I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I don't know if you could get this from the two of us, but like I don't really look at the budget too much. <laughs> That's uh, Kevin loves to look at the budget. Like, I do. Like you love. I do. I love like that going shit. through that line. And then, and then, you know, uh, the, there's always that moment where the line producer is a little bit shocked that Farva is going through the budget. With well, them. because what they expect, <laughs> that's true. But what they expect is that, uh, and also they're shocked when they find out you're a lawyer in two states. Correct. Correct. Guys, Kevin Heffern is a lawyer in two states. I am. I don't know if anybody knows yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He passed the bar in Connecticut and New York City. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. In terms of the budget, what they expect is it's going to be more like me. <laughs> like, because I'm the creator and I'm the executive producer yeah, of the yeah, show. Yeah, Do, yeah, how would it cost? And I I'm, I'm like, uh-huh, 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 why not? Why can't we do it? And they're like, it's too expensive. And I don't care. Yeah. And that's the way I was, like, in post. Like, we look at the, the, the rough cut and I'm like, okay. Where's all the murder hornets? Right. And you're like, we can't afford them, Steve. Yeah. Steve, each one cost $8,000. I'm like, yeah, but now there's no murder hornets. Where, yeah. Where's the fucking murder hornets? And, and we then, get into a thing about it. We do. And there, are, if you go back and watch this episode, there are a few shots where we should have either more or have them in general. And yeah. we just ran out of money. You have any murder yeah. hornets. And we just ran out of money. And so, so it's just that matter of like... So you put an audio. Yeah. So you just put a buzz in You there. get some buzzing in there and you, you know, you get the... You, the you thing the, is this. It's the end of the episode. It's a comic scene. If someone gets stuck on it, fuck them. That's what I say. That's what we say. If you get stuck on anything, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, shut up. Just go just, laugh. Just have some just fun. Just fucking laugh, for God's sake. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Mm. Huh? Yeah. So discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. I love that tagline. Chew it and do it, baby. Chew it and do it. It's like, you know, turn it and burn it, but it's like, chew it and do it. Mm -hmm. That's a call to action. It's true, and we have a special deal for our listeners. That's right. You go to bluechew.com and enter the promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. TALKOMA. TALKOMA, and you will get the first month free. You just pay $5 for shipping, but bluechew.com, promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A, the first month of Blue Chew's chewable tablets come free. And you know what they do for you? What? They make you better in bed. Really? Yeah. And you get that for free? You get that for free for the first month wow. with our promo code, TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Everybody loves making love, right? They really do. They re you know why they call it making love? Why? Because love is made at bluechew.com. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Ça va bien? Hmm. Je m'appelle Steve. Comment s'appelle? Oh, Jennifer. Okay. See, that's French. Now, the best way to learn a new language is through immersion. That is living in the place where the language is spoken. But since most people don't get a chance to do that, then the next best option is with Babbel. Hear that sound? That's the sound of learning. That's one of my favorite sounds. Babbel. God, I love that sound. Okay, so listen. At Babbel, for just 10 minutes a day, you will find yourself speaking a new language in just three weeks. And if you can do that, 
for just 10 minutes a day, imagine what you can do for a full year. You can be speaking French, okay? See, Babbel, there's that sound again. Babbel uses great technology that teaches you the practical words, the things like uh, how to communicate. You can ask for directions. You can ask for um, help with the waiter. You can uh, greet people and find out how they're doing. And that's just in three weeks. One in five people has learning a new language on their bucket list for 2024. And with Babbel, you will become proficient in that language. So we have a special deal for our listeners, okay? So right now, if you go to babbel.com slash talkoma, you will get 55% off, okay, your subscription. But this is a special deal for our listeners only. So get 55% off at babbel.com slash talkoma. So B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash talkoma, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Rules and restrictions will apply. With Babbel, we can't promise it'll always be easy, but we can promise it'll always be fun and we'll be glad you did it. Okay. If you are serious about speaking another language, go to babbel.com slash talkoma and you will be speaking that language within three weeks and imagine what you can do in a year. Here's another fun fact that I love. Uh, studies at colleges like Yale and University of Michigan uh, discovered that with just 15 hours of Babel, that is the equivalent of an entire semester at a college. Is that an indictment on our learning institutions or just a ringing endorsement for Babel? We don't know. I like to think it's Babel. There's that sound again. Okay. Also, if you just prefer the, the, the live classroom experience, you can go to babbel.com slash talkoma, 55% off. And they actually have live classes seven days a week. So try that too. Okay, folks, start speaking that new language within three weeks. Babbel.com slash talkoma for 55% off. Um, so there are a couple other also. Uh, another thing we like to do, and I think the writers have really gone into this, is they find out what we hate as humans, mm -hmm. you and me. Yeah. And then they write about them or they write them into the show and then you have to deal with them, you know? And I think, you know, one of these, or what was something we love. And I think one of these things was, you know, and it's been on the, on the list for all four seasons is that I hate glitter. Right. I fucking hate glitter. Yes, you do. I hate it. It gets everywhere. It's like garlic. You can't get the taste out of your mouth. And then it's on your face and then you can't, you just can't do it. And, and in the Christmas episode, which we did a couple years ago, there was a scene where you open a package mm -hmm. and it has glitter on it. And it was a fucking disaster. It yeah. was a nightmare. The glitter was on me. It was on you. The makeup folks come in. They're like, where did the glitter come from? And they can't get it off, you know? And it's just a, it's a thing and I hate it. Well, and especially you hate glitter cards. Because and you're- to this day, my mother sends me fucking glitter cards all the time. Probably because she knows you hate them. That's exactly why. Yeah, because exactly your mom why. hates you. She doesn't hate me, but she's just, you know, they find that shit out and they just, yeah, you know, but that's the thing. It's like, we get in the writer's room. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It's a good thing. I'm there because we pitched these ideas and Kevin's like, no, absolutely not. No glitter cards, no glitter anywhere. And we're like, it's going to be funny. Yeah. It's going to be, and I make them. I make, I'm like, we're doing glitter cards. But going back to what you're saying, then uh, you put the producer hat on and you're, you're my, in my mind, I'm like, this is what's going to cost. This is going to be the pain in the ass of it. This is going to be the problem. Mm. They can't get it off you. It's in the next take. It's, you know, whatever. And that's what I think about. Yeah. No, I know. And I fucking hate glitter. You, But mostly you hate glitter. But what, what's but the you, point of glitter? Can you tell me that? Like, what's the fucking point? It's sparkly. So what? Kids like it. Sequins is like that too. It doesn't get all over the fucking place. It's, you should have pitched that. Uh, like, you, on the you, like literally, like you'll open the thing on your kitchen table 
and the glitter will fall out and it's on your hands, it's on the table. And then like three weeks later, it's still on the fucking floor. I mean, it's just- Writing 101. It's like cockroaches. Collaboration 101, okay? When you don't like an idea, it's not really cool to be like, I hate this idea, it sucks. What is cool is to be like, I hate this idea, it sucks. You know what would be a better thing? Sequence. That's, that's the way you that's do it. That's what I should have said? If you had said that. But, it, but, they're, but they are right. They're right to do that because it is a legitimate. The, the real things are the things that, that resonate, I think, right? The real things are the things that we get. And I hate glitter. You love cats. Okay, but hold on a second. <laughs> you love cats. I fucking love cats. But hold on a second. I lo- how, of course I love cats. They're excellent animals. Yeah. To, to this point that you're saying, you don't just hate glitter. You hate lots of things. I do, and I think we've written them into a lot of the episodes. That's like, like honestly, like you are a, a one man, just observing you, you can just write an entire <laughs> season of television. You know, like the guy, whether it's his dislikes, like he doesn't like cats. He doesn't like the fact that I am friendly to waiters. He doesn't like that. like that. And I talk to people. Not maybe. friendly to waiters, but too friendly to waiters. Too friendly to waiters. Okay, is there such a thing as being too friendly to a waiter? Yeah, it's like when they're done taking your order, you don't call them back uh, to ask them about where they're from. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? They take your order. They start walking away. They'll give your order to the kitchen. Like, hey, buddy, where are you from? I, I, that accent, I can't even place it. What's that thing? I don't know. Who cares? Like, I haven't done that. You don't need to do that. I haven't done, there was the, the, you don't what, need to do that. I mean, I like to talk to, to waiters. You do. But uh, there's only one time that it really bit us in the ass. It was at, what, it was BJ's Brewery? Yes. BJ's Brewery, yes. Crazy yes. waitress. Yeah. And uh, I called her back one too many times. Yeah, one too many times. And, and it, it was kind of like you're trying to eat your French onion soup and you're like, oh, my God, Jesus Christ, let me let it go. Yeah, like like she put go. in the order, the food had now came to go. our table in yeah. the time that she wouldn't, like she went off on a monologue. <laughs> there was another great time. It's just, I think it's uh, extending my dialogue in general. There was another time you and I were on the road and we were getting notes from the network. Yeah. And like, you know, writers don't really like getting notes from the network. Nobody does. N- nobody does. And right. we were getting notes from the network and we were, we were on speakerphone with them. Yeah. And the notes call was over. The notes portion was over. And I, and I was like, oh, but, but let me ask you this question. And I like, I socialized a little right. bit. And Kevin Heffernan literally went <laughs> and made the motion to backhand me, which my Hispanic father used to do anytime I got uppity with him. I mean, Sometimes you're just done. And also things you'd like to do. Some of your habits are things like, you know, in terms of observing you and writing a, a season of television, right, like, right. like you'd like to suck on your earbuds, which is the most disgusting habit of all. Well, that was, you know. Like you take your earbuds out of your ear and, and put them in your mouth. But that was at a time uh, uh, and you when don't, they used to have cords on them. And now, now they don't have cords on them, so you can't put them in your mouth anymore. Well, you can. You'll, you'll probably just you swallow, swallow them. them. <laughs> and then. You imagine the sound you hear in there. Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We, here's another little story about uh, Broken Lizard. When we were making the movie Beer Fest, and I know I'm going off on a tangent now. Sure. But we started researching uh, drinking games. Yeah. And one of the games, obviously, is the easy one, was quarters. Yeah. And, you know, you play quarters, you, you, you drink the, the, the quarter, you, you know, and then you spit it out. And right. Kevin accidentally swallowed the quarter. I swallowed a quarter. And so, you know, the first thing that happened it was like, we were like, oh. I was out of practice, guys. Come on. Well, you were just thirsty. <laughs> and hungry. Yeah. And uh, mm, quarter. one of the things we, we, we riffed on was like, wh- how long is this going to take to go through Kevin? Yeah. And should we like, you know, Kevin, can we watch? And he's like, of course not. And we're like, well, are you going to listen to the clink? You know, so we know when it passes. When it hits we, the toilet. We, we want to know how long this quarter is going to take to pass through your body. Yeah. Um, then another thing we talked about was that quarter might be worth more. 
because it's taken an incredible voyage. It's been on a journey, right? And how it's we like an NFT? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you know that's an NFT back from two thousand six. And how we were going to start giving you loose change to swallow sure. and sell it on eBay for more than it was sure. worth. Sure. And then the thing that we actually wound up putting in Beer Fest yeah. was that George, we would look at the quarter and George Washington's face would come out horrified, like yeah. Han Solo in the car. Like, like, yeah, screaming. George yeah. Washington would be screaming. Yeah. And the, and the prop guy made that quarter. A giant, a, he made a, a big giant one. version it with George Washington going, ah. Yeah. And because uh, he had taken a journey through my body. I bet th- that thing is worth a lot of money. I don't know where that is. Yeah. Uh, the thing you love is cats, right? I, I and that in this episode it was an ode to your love of cats, because uh, we start out with you looking at cat videos, we, yeah, and how much you love them, and that's to set up the fact that later on you got to save a cat's life. Well, yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up because we we didn't we couldn't do it with a person. We tried. We wrote it where somebody was saving someone's life in the murder hornets, but then it got a little bit too serious. Well, because it's like the firefighters are all supposed to hesitate. Correct, right. And Mickleberry Firefighters don't hesitate. They don't hesitate. Right. But if it's just a cat, I mean, they probably won't hesitate anyway because firefighters are incredibly brave. The funny thing about it, though, in that scene is like, you could just go get the cat. Right. But you're like, somebody get that cat out of there. And you're the closest guy to the car. Right. (laughs) But I'm the captain. The captain's job. Sure. It's the order. Penisi, you delegate. Tell tell people what to do. You delegate. I do love cats. Yes. I grew up with two cats, uh, Princey and Cindy. Yeah. Uh, Prince Charming and Cinderella. My sister named them. They were farm cats. We got them probably when I was two and a half. Oh, God. And Princey was my best friend. Oh, Jesus. Like when I was sad, sometimes Princey would come into my room. He could sense that I was sad. Yeah. And I'd, I'd put my arm, I'd be laying. Do you think, did you look at him as your best? Do you think he looked at you as his best friend? We were best friends. Mutually. Yes. Okay. Because I'd be sad, and he'd come and hop on the bed, come crawling up, and he'd lay right in the nook of my arm. Yeah. And I'd pat him, and I'd go, Princey, you're my only friend. And I'd be crying. Sad. Weird. Yeah, sad. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Prince Charming. Creepy. Beautiful, but that's the bond between boys. But who was Anastasia? Oh, Anastasia was the cat that we lived at that house. Okay, so that was- Because we named the cat Anastasia. Yeah. In this episode. So, so when we moved to L.A., Right. We were, or when we were like, oh, kind boy, of, this is a good story. When okay. we were kind of going back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were renting a room from a guy who had named his cats Anastasia. Yeah. And Sebastiano, who right. are characters from Alex from the Fountainhead. Okay. There you go. And uh, oh, he's out there. He's that. listening to us. Characters from the Fountainhead. Okay. And we were, and nobody liked these cats because their names sucked. Yeah. Anastasia and Sebastiano. Yeah. Yeah. So we renamed them Annie and Seabass. Annie and Seabass makes sense. And also, like, Seabass would walk out of the room, people were like, Seabass! Seabass! And Annie walked in the room, like, what up, Annie? Yeah. And they became cool cats. Sure, sure, sure. Just by virtue of a name change. Yeah. You don't want me to tell the other story about Sebastiano, do you? Do you want to tell that story? It's such a, it's such a terrible story. But it's an accident. Okay, so here's what happened. Okay. So one night, us and Soder lived with us, too. Right, Paul Soder, yep. And, Boykins. And Annie, Annie was a uh, very teeny little cat yeah and we were having some cocktails yeah and Ari's a scary story yeah and i had a i had a watch i was not there no i know you weren't i was trying to bring you in yeah to the i darkness. was not there uh but i had a watch i had a g-shock watch yeah and we were looking at the cat's neck the, the, the cat <laughs> and we were like god it's got such a skinny neck totally innocent do you think the watch would fit around its neck right as a necklace just like, could you put it around its neck? Because yeah. its neck was so tiny. Right. And we're like, let's see. That was, like, there was, it was benign. Right. It was benign. Right. And so we're like, let's see. Brian's and so upset already. I took off the watch 
Yeah. And just put it put it around the neck just to fit it. Okay. And the cat jerked its head back. Yeah. And the watch shut on its neck. Oh, Jesus. Clasp shut. Not like in a bad way. And not in a choky it way. It just, the watch just closed. It just was there. The watch just closed. Right. It's like a collar. So the cat was like, right. and ran off. Yeah. And and we were like, we got to get that. We got to get the cat. We got to get the cat. We got to get the watch. This is a fucking movie, like an Italian This Italian is the Chechi Gore, and the cat's name this is Nickelback. This is the Italian romp movie. Why didn't we think about that then? Okay, go ahead. It hadn't happened yet. So you got to go find the cat with the watch. We had to go, and the- What you do is you make it like a- like a diamond, like a like a three million dollar diamond watch. Right. Then you got to go find the cat. Right. You know what I mean? Like a bul- that's a movie. Like a Bulgari. That's a movie. Yeah. And so, but we we went and we had to free this cat. But now the cat was furious with us. Right. And it was under the bed. And it actually, when I went to reach for it, it didn't like swipe with its claw. It went to bite my hand, and then it ran past me. Okay. And then we were like, okay. And we put on like lacrosse gear and <laughs> and gloves, and we went. And we found the cat hiding. Yeah, and we just held down and got the and got the watch off, and it was right. like, it had that like n- that fear noise sure. and fear smell. Yeah, and uh, and and then it, it left. Right. But then the cat never liked me. Oh boy! After that, it always when I would walk in the room, it would go. But it always knew exactly what time it was. That's how you close. Is that the, a story. Is that the wide camera? Um. All right. Um. Yeah. What else you got? Let's get some guests on here. You want to get some guests on here? Yeah. Yeah. We got a couple of guests waiting the wings for us. Tell us about what guests are we going to we're gonna, see today. We're going to meet up with our good friend, Chris Avila, who plays Mickleberry. And we're going to meet up with our good friend, Gabe Hogan. Okay. Who plays Ike Crystal. Shall we do that? Let's do that. All right. Let's go to guests. We got a special guest here with us. The newest member of the Tacoma cast, Chris Avila, everybody. Chris Avila. Yeah. Hello, Chris. What's up, my man? How are you? Uh, just chilling here. How are you guys doing? Where are you? Where are you chilling? Are you high? Uh, just at are home. you high? Are you on drugs? No, man. Are you on drugs already? No, not already. No. Is man. that real leopard fur? Your shirt? Is that real yeah, leopard fur? Yeah, it is. You yeah. son of a bitch. See, that's what happened. He, he got on a TV show, yeah. and he starts killing animals. Right, and he goes out, and he buys the most expensive animal print. I'll take two. Yeah. Wrap it up. And then you know what happens? We get canceled. Right. Because of our association with him, we get canceled. I'm going to get canceled, too, for wearing animal. Yeah, but you like, don't care. That's you the don't nice seem thing to about care. You. you don't care. You don't seem to care. Hey, Chris, you know what my favorite joke of uh, this season with you was? Chris, it takes a villa. Oh. Really? It takes that's a villa. Okay. That's, not in, that's obviously not in the episodes. No, because we, we, you, you can't, can't. It's his real name. You can't use an actor's real name oh, is that right? in the show. You yes, can't do that? They're a character. Oh, shit. Hmm. And you use their character. You name. learn something new every day. But behind the scenes, we would say, Chris. It takes a villa. It takes a villa. Hey, did you watch the episode? Did you watch 402, the introduction of the Proby, the Proby Imbroglio? Yes, I did. Did you have a couple laughs? I thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was... Uh, <laughs> Come on, where's yeah, the ringing endorsement, Avila? It was, it was, <laughs> it was okay. No, um, yeah, no, I thought it was... It was uh, I thought it was really funny. I thought um, it was, uh, it was uh, just interesting to see it all come together because uh, obviously... I hadn't seen like um, a lot of it because I, you know, I wasn't in like the scenes that you're not in. You know, you don't get to see. So when sure. you get to see it, it's like all funny. And um, I thought the the cat scene was like, oh yeah, so funny. And I was like, I think my favorite, probably one of my top two, top three favorite like scenes that I did in the entire season. Well, that's good. I'm glad um, you watched it. I don't know have how you, you guys uh, have you watched any yeah. of the the first three seasons of Tacoma <laughs> FD? No. Yeah. <laughs> 
one of the things I loved, um, and we have some pictures, we'll throw them up, but um, that prosthetic makeup on you, man. Holy crap, you looked terrible. Like, I felt yeah, bad no, for you. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, you probably went in and, and it took like hours to put it on, right? How, how long did it take to put the thing on? Yeah, dude. So, like, when like I saw my call time was like literally like uh, 2, 3 a.m. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's only going to take like four hours to put on. I was like, it's not going to take no four hours to put on. <laughs> like, you guys are just making extra time or whatever. But then I was in that chair literally for like three, four hours. It was crazy. That yeah. makeup was amazing. And, and, um, uh, you know, uh, the blisters and the 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 fucking ooziness of it. It's it's strange because it's like it makes you feel uh, bad for you, but and also disgusted by you at the same time, which is a, you know a unique thing. But you don't feel that at all. You're just some dude right. sitting in that rubber makeup. Yeah, he's just hanging out all blistery. <laughs> he doesn't have to see himself. But you know, you'll notice that like when there's an actor who's blistered up and swollen like that, that yeah. like subconsciously the other actors are kind of oh, yeah. standing away from it's them. gross on the flip side though you know i thought you were very lucky because i wish i had this situation of how cool we made you look as in the matrix you know what i mean oh yeah he has nice slow motion shots we dressed oh, you up we put you in the green um, we had the hornets like neo oh my god that was such an amazing scene yeah it was it was fuck- like it was way more amazing than i thought it would be like with all the hornets and the it was fucking crazy. I was like, wow. Because when we shot it, you know, we didn't have awesome. Hornets. Uh, our friends over at Fuse, Jason Piccioni, put the uh, put the Hornets in later. So you were kind of right. acting against nothing, really. And Yeah. Uh, That's kind of then, like uh, what I do uh, every day with you, Kev. Oh, Thank, you oh, <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Chris, you know, another thing that you, uh, that you got to do, which is one of my favorite things, is uh, bed acting. Like you got to lay down on the bed. gurney and stay there for hours while we filmed that scene. That's... I don't know if you, if you picked up on it this season filming Tacoma FD, but you'll notice that my character, Eddie Panisi, uh, lays in the Barca loungers a lot. <laughs> and oftentimes yeah, it yeah. says Eddie is taking a nap. So I gave some of that to you because I love you. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Even though I can only see out of one eye, I still enjoyed laying. <laughs> well, so that's the that. eye that you go to sleep with. Another thing I, I enjoyed uh, about you early on was that, like, I think, like, uh, if we we look at your headshots, you had like one of the reasons we we really wanted to meet you is you had these nice like bangs and curly hair, you know, like uh, like just innocent. Yeah. And when you showed up at the beginning right. of filming, you didn't have that. Like you had kind of like a, a short haircut, and so we right had, right yeah 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 we had the hair uh, department. That's put, the classic thing, right? You cast a guy for his look, and then he changes his look when he shows up. Bad move. So what do we do? We put some bangs on them. <laughs> we, uh, we attached some bangs, prosthetic bangs, extensions, I think they're called, uh, into Chris's hair. So for the first, I think, like eight episodes of this season, uh, Chris's bangs are, are fake. Did that make you uncomfortable? A little bit, but, I mean, it was fine. I mean, it was like whatever. It was just some little extensions. Were you ever so, like, oh, shit, I fucked up by cutting my hair? Yeah, a little bit because I didn't, I didn't know what, I didn't know what was going to happen because I was going to, yeah, I, don't, I didn't know. Did no one ever tell you that uh, when you get hired for the job not to change your appearance? (laughs) Clearly not. Clearly not. Um, You know what else I really liked is you brought a a nice family feel to our set because I'm pretty sure you had a family member there every day of the entire season. I was going to say, I held the record, I think, for family visits. Yes. And then I think uh, Chris beat me out this season. 
because we had a lot of Chris's family there, which is, I think was fucking great. Well, you never know when they're going to show up either. <laughs> like cause it's like sometimes they're there at like like one in the morning. You're like, hey, who 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 are all these guys here? And they're like, we're Chris's family. But it's like like your sisters, your sisters were there all the time. Your sisters were there all. The yeah, time. yeah. Did yeah, they yeah. have a good time yeah, seeing you in the yeah. show? Oh yeah, they love they love being on set. They love it. Was it hard? Um, you know, it's hard coming in and joining a cast that already exists. Was did you find that hard or challenging or? Yeah, it's. I mean, always obviously a little hard, but um, but yeah, I mean, you guys like made me feel like at home and stuff. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, I don't know if I can curse on. Yes, you Sorry. can. Sorry. Yeah, yes, you can. can. Okay. Yes, you can do it like that. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Would you say I was a father figure to you? <laughs> By the way, Captain Panisi is even cooler than I thought he'd be. You should see how dope his hair is. Anyway, uh, see you at home. Um, depends on what you mean by that. Well, I mean, in the in the season now, we don't want to give anything away, but like you and I have a nice, you know, like even in that scene where you're, you you know you're talking about how cool I am and how cool my hair is. Right, right, right. I've yeah, been... no, definitely. I, I would say you guys, you two are like the two dads I never had. <laughs> I feel like bullshit. Yeah. I met your dad. He came to the set. <laughs> Anything would surprise you as you did the season, Chris? Yeah, no, it was cool. I mean, it was, uh, I enjoyed everything about it, man. Um, the only thing that, that I was actually like, um, kind of surprised by is like, you know, when we would shoot these, um, the episodes where, you know, we're wearing the, the, the full firefighter, um, you know, costume or whatever, it gets like surprisingly way hotter than you think it would. Like, <laughs> you would think it gets hot, but it gets like way That's... hotter than that. It's, it's, it's insane to me. That's when you come to the realization that you're just a wussy ass actor. We've had that going yeah, since yeah, day one. Yeah. Well, we also took. Uh, I mean, in season one, what we did is we took the liners out of those things too. I mean, they're they're yeah. they're much thicker than they in real life than they are for us. And you know, I remember one of those first days, and we had the full gear on the SCBAs, and and everyone was complaining and hot. And you look over, cousin Bill. Cousin Bill's just shaking his head. And he's like, we do this every day. Try doing that in a fire. Try try running up the stairs in that. Try climbing a hill with that, you know, carrying equipment. And you're feeling, <laughs> you feel like an asshole. Yeah, season know? one, we yeah. were shooting the uh, the fire in the dispensary, the weed dispensary. And at the same time, unfortunately, there was a real fire going on like five miles away from the set. And there were like a thousand firefighters up there battling around the clock. And we have a little a little gas strip with four flames shooting out of it. And we're like, it's so hot. <laughs> and after every take, like we have to rest our backs. And there's, you know, the, uh, an LAFD uh, safety a fire marshal there who's just looking at us with the most disdain in the world because we're so weak and soft. True. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, sir. Um, thanks for taking some time out for us. You know, uh, you did a great job this season. I think people are going to love your character. And I think people love the arc of your season. Um, and I hope you do too. I hope you do too. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, yeah, pretty sure I'm gonna laugh my ass off on these episodes. I had a blast doing them. It takes a villa. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Uh, thank you, my friend. It's good seeing you. <laughs> it was good seeing you guys. All right. Wow, what a funny conversation. That's pretty good. It's good to see that young fellow, Mickleberry. Yeah. But I feel like he had a lot of technical issues uh, with his uh, with his uh, video and audio. And, you know, he's the youngest guy in our cast. He should be able to figure all that shit out. Yeah. Maybe he's spending all his money on leopard skin shirts. Do you see that design? He was, like, he's about to go clubbing. <laughs> I know it. Wow. Okay. All right, let's go to Gabe. 
All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, joining <laughs> us, joining us on the podcast, uh, episode 402, uh, Mr. Gabriel Hogan, everyone. You know him as I Crystal. Hey, what? There he is. You know me as I Crystal. Yeah. Hi, What's up, up, gang? Hey, uh, did you get a chance to watch the episode? Did you watch the episode? I sure did. Did you enjoy Holy it? Holy smokes. Did I, did I ever look great? I don't know if you guys watched it. Yeah, well, that was early but, in the uh, season. It was early in the season when, you know, you were more buff. You get you get a little out of shape as the season goes on. Always. And yeah. And injured. You sort of digress, right? I think we all do, right? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, but you always get injured. You always get injured. It's like there's always one day. It's, it's That's like around, my thing. Around what, like week six or seven, <laughs> you're like, uh, hey, can I talk to you guys? Uh, so I was at the gym doing cable crossovers and... <laughs> My bicep flew off my arm and disconnected. The whole arm came off, eh? I mean, we got her back on. I think we can shoot tomorrow, but I'm just letting you know. You know, I'm not carrying any holes or doing none of that. But how is your arm, by the way? It's good. Because, you know, people know, you know, last season we talked about our season before last, how you tore your bicep. We did, we... season bef before last. And, yeah. then, and then last uh, season you had, you know, whatever. And then I busted my foot. Well, I had a right. broken foot from, from hockey. Right. A long time ago, and it just got worse and worse, right? As right. we get older, you know. And I then it. I remember uh, you guys called me and asked me if I would do your your movie, Quasi. Thank you very much for letting me come and do that. Yeah. And we'll I talk, was like, we'll guys, talk about I, that. Got a, I got a I got a broken foot. Yeah. My foot's busting. You're like, yeah, it's fine. We'll put you in a corner. And we'll tell some jokes, then uh, we'll do it. And I showed up with a cane, and you're like, oh, you really can't walk. I'm like, no. It's true. And we put you in uh, chainmail. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, Gabe was in our movie Quasi, which was uh, is on Hulu now. It's a Broken Lizard movie. And we were sh down from shooting Tacoma. And we said, hey, come up and do this part. And uh, the great thing about Gabe also, and I'm kissing his ass now. Is there a great thing yeah, about The Gabe? great thing about Gabe was that yeah, there was like thing. one go, go. line in the whole fucking script. He comes in. He does it. We improvise two scenes. And those are the scenes that the studio put in the trailer. Well, the whole Tacoma... The opening and the end. Those are the two scenes they put in the trailer. The whole Tacoma yeah. FD uh, cast came in, and all of their bits were in the trailer. The Broken Lizard guys were like, what the fuck is going on with this? I know. But it's good. I, I know. It's great. I pulled the clip. We can go to the clip from Quasi uh, right now. God! Yes, my lord. Kill him. I'm sorry, who? Him. Arno? I don't know his name. No, I couldn't, my lord. I have known Arnaud my entire life. We came up together as squires. I don't care if he's your brother. Kill him. Well, he's not my brother. He is my brother-in-law. He's married to my youngest sister, you see. He's I have an idea. Hmm. Would it be easier if we got a third guard to come in and kill both of these guys? Oh, whoops. Here we go. Well, that was easy. That'll be all. Fantastic. Good clip. I mean, it looks like I'm moving around without a broken foot, right? That's the power of my acting right there. It really is. Well, because you went to the Royal Canadian Acting Academy, no? <laughs> yes, where they teach acting with injury. That's that's level three. Yeah. Acting with severe injury or surgery from a hockey accident. Hey, one of the yeah. things I liked uh, from that episode was that flashback of you, uh, uh, where, where you go and you get the, the hairdo. You know what? I actually forgot about that. Yeah. I was surprised when I saw it, I, I, and I loved it. I, it made me laugh. It was that ridiculous okay. thing where it's like, hey, let's do a flashback. Let's change the hair. And, and you had multiple flashbacks in a row. And so you did right. a couple of things. And one of the scenes you put a hat on. But that kind of flattened down kind of little Nicky look. I, I, I feel like because it's funny. We've done a lot of uh, hair work with Gabe. Yeah. You know, season two, uh -huh. we had Mike and Ike. And we yeah. flashback with him and his twin brother. Right. And they both had different hairdos. 
But this, That's right. But this episode's like, uh, like I guess, is it Proby Ike? Is he a Proby then? Yeah, he's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the saddest of, of all the Ike Crystal hairdos. It's funny, right? And we had a lot of locks to, to play with there. When I, I had a lot of feathers. You did. Then, right? Yeah. I, you came did. In, I poured, well, and, you know, shout out to uh, Lorna, our, 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 our hairdresser there, too. It was like we always have, like, fucking five minutes to do that, <laughs> to do that stuff, too, right? Yeah. Like, now oh, change his hair. make it totally different. But, like, right now, we got to go now. Yeah. And we're always um, like, ah, just change his hair. And it's like, you know, it's a much bigger process. But, than but that. now, was this the season? Because every season, okay, season one was was one thing. And then season two, I think you came in and you were like, I want a new hairdo, eh? And you got a new hairdo and like four episodes uh-huh. and you're like, I don't like it, eh? Like, was season two the shark fin? Like the Yondu from uh, I think it was this season, Guardians no? of the Galaxy? No, that's either two or three. No, no, I have long hair in this one. That was season two. And then it was kind of similar to your Peak Blinders fucking thing you had going here in, in episode one. This episode uh, was about the new guy. <laughs> and um, we had the new kid come in, Chris Avila. And I thought, you know, I thought it was very sweet. Like, you were, the, you were such a nice guy to him from the top. Like... You know, I don't know if Lemmy and I are that nice of guys, but we cast the kid, right? We went and you came to oh, yes. the audition stuff and we cast him. And then yeah. uh, out of the blue, you just took him out to lunch, like right off the bat. And we were like, we hadn't even met the kid before. And we were like, and you're like, oh, I went to lunch with him today. And I thought that was yes. a very sweet thing and very a nice thing to take the new guy and make him feel good. And you did that just of your own uh, accord. You know what it is? It's a very Canadian thing to do. Is that what it is? Is It, it might be. I mean, I, I, I would hope so. I would hope so. I just told him, you know, like laid the groundwork, like, you know, don't don't look right at me, you know, and like this area is mine. You know, you get to set first. You know, I'm there after you. Don't ever, you know, let me arrive and have you not be there. It was, you know, that kind of stuff. I thought it was like you were being a nice guy. The hierarchy. God, I thought you were being a nice guy. Welcome to the family. I was just laying down the law. Of, of, of how it worked. No, it was great. We went down to Venice. We had a coffee and, uh, you know, we just I uh, told him, uh, you know, how, how hard it is to work with you guys and what to watch out for and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, no, it was great. It was great. It was, you know, he's a young guy and he's going on to a show and I always thought, well, I, you know, I wish someone did that for me. So I'm trying to figure out who's being disingenuous. Maybe he, you are he is. Uh, what no, are you working is. on? Are you, what have you been working on? What uh, have you done anything since we've been shooting? Well, you did Heartland. You were in Canada. Yeah, I'm going up there uh, like in a week, I think. Okay. And what I'll is your character's name? Calgary, eh? What's your character's name? Peter. 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 What? Peter Morris. P W. Peter Morris. And for those who don't know, from fans of Tacoma, uh, Gabe has been on the show Heartland, which is a Canadian show. It's been on it for many, many, like 10 years? Like what? Many years. This is, I'm going to blow your mind here. This is season 17 of that show. Oh, Jesus. I could only wish we would yeah. get that far. I could only wish we could get this. I think it's, but it's yeah. been season 17. It's been on people's radars more than they know. Because like, like my TV set, like DirecTV. Yeah, the splash page or whatever the, comes the screen up. screensaver is Heartland always. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of found a new life. I think, like a lot of things did, that have a big back catalog during COVID, because it's on Netflix, right? Right. And people, you know, I, I guess found it and became aware and started watching it, and it's become, uh, you know, it's like, you know, it's Yellowstone with no murder, right? It's, it's Yellowstone right. during the day, right? Right. In Canada, <laughs> like yeah. hey, how come I'm not just there with you guys in your in your area? Because we like to be able to move on, you know what I mean? We like to move on. Uh, if yeah, you were yeah. here, you'd linger, we would have to talk to you, you know, it's just, it's not, we just hang up on you, you know what I mean? And it's you're like fine. a bull in a china shop. Like, it's it's already... It's very delicate in here. It's small. No, I would... 
Do you want to come down? Oh, yeah. Come on down. We're going to have you down for place. another episode. No. It would be great, though, if he got up I'm, and walked out and, and walked in here like one second yeah. later. I was going to say, for every, everybody at home, they, they, if you don't know, I'm four blocks away and they won't let me. Nah, maybe next time. And, maybe uh, we'll do it. Yeah, maybe next time we'll do it. <laughs> um, hey, Gabe, will you watch the gag reel with us? Yeah, absolutely. Would you be we willing to? Right okay, yeah, let's pop, let's pop it in there. Here I we go. I am willing. You sure about this, Cap? He's good. I'll do it without a response. Oh, okay. You sure about this guy, Cap? You're not going to respond to that, Cap? I guess you're going to get a special. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet duty! Wait, what? No! <laughs> Toilet duty! Wait, no! Wait! <laughs> Toilet duty! Wait, no! <laughs> I love this name, Nickelberry. I think we found our new probing. Okay, we can't pick a new firefighter based on the name. Although, have you seen this Ron Buck? <laughs> because I'm Eddie Panisi. Fuck you. Did it again. <laughs> Fuck this! I did not look like Will Smith from Concussion. I didn't look like Ike Turner. I didn't look like Patrick Ewing. I didn't look like Larry Blackman. Who's Larry Blackman? Well, cameo. Who's cameo? Fuck! <laughs> Can I just point something out here? <laughs> Can you see it? It's good. It's very important. Just relax. Yeah. yeah. Not my, not my boy. Ah, come on! I have glitter in my mouth too. It's piss and glitter. It's a pretty good album name. Piss and glitter. Piss and glitter. Hey, cut. I never realized how hurtful that was. It really is like a slap in the face, isn't it? It hurt. Well, I said I was sorry. <laughs> that's correct. Oh, that's sweet when you do that, bro. <laughs> so delicate. I thought you was great. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cop. Hey, good job. That's pretty great. I like my uh, wild and crazy guy. Yeah, like a little shimmy on the end of that. Wild and crazy guys. Well, that's that's the 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 fake laugh stuff that we do when we're not sure we have a good outline at the end. We that's just right. Make everyone fake laugh. Oh. <laughs> hey, you guys. That's right. Everyone right. fake laughs and does a little dance and whatever it is, and then that's you know that's how you did, get out. Did we do our own uh, freeze frame on that one ever? Uh, we didn't do a freeze frame, but we did a laugh, a group laugh that took us out, and then in all the individual singles, everyone did a laugh on the way out. Give me, uh, give me it again now. Fuck you, Reggie. Fuck you, and then everyone laughs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. action. Fuck you, Reggie Bon Jovi. Fuck you. <laughs> I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing because you guys are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Laughter's contagious. <laughs> Fuck you, Reggie! Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is a course they teach at the Royal Canadian Acting Academy. But, I'll let uh, you know. But uh, muscle acting, you know, which Kevin pointed out in that, yes. like, you're... Yeah. How much of the time would you say you are flexing uh, while we film you? 
Well, Steve, it's uh, it's a great question, and they do teach this in the in the uh, the academy in mm-hmm. uh, in Canada. It's a good location. Um, it's more what lens are we on, right? You know, mm-hmm. how much of my arm can you see? And then it's timing, right? You know, it's timing. It's like how long can you hold it without you know screwing your face up or something? So if you know <laughs> it's action, and I know, say we're on you know, we're on a fifty, I'm like, okay, so it's like cowboyish, right? So I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my 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 tricep. I'm just gonna hold it. Stay relaxed in the face. Mm-hmm. Hold it. Three, four, <laughs> five. Line, and I'll release. And that's it. Something else that's uh, very high up there is that we saw in that gag reel is your yelling. Now, I feel like the direction that we give to you the most when you're screaming is to go as high as you can possibly go. <laughs> Toilet duty! Wait, what? No! <laughs> Toilet duty! Wait, no! Wait! <laughs> Toilet duty! Wait, no! <laughs> and you're really good. That is true. That Higher. is, that Higher. is the true thing. But that in that gag reel, that's an example. It was like you started here, and then you went a little bit higher, and then it was like, let's get really higher. And then that's what, that's, right. That's the one you right. use in the. That's the one you use in the cut. You know what I mean? So. Right. Right. Yeah. And and for everybody watching this, that is really the real direction. Like go again. It is higher. I even know what they're doing. Yeah. They're gonna say, let's go one more time. Higher, yeah. yeah, higher. Okay, yeah, and yeah. and it's throughout the season. Just so you know, this season there are multiple moments where it's like, hey, can you take that up a little higher? And we do it. It's fantastic. Right. Hey, uh, thank you for joining us uh, on our uh, on our episode here, four hundred two. I hope you'll come back again. Um, there's a lot of things Anytime. we want to talk to you about this season. You're fantastic this season. Um, what a great job you did, and uh, I think people are really going to love it. So, and I think your muscles are the best this season than they've been so far. Oh, <laughs> well. I well, love you both. Thanks, buddy. We'll Thanks, talk to you Dan. soon. Okay, dudes. He's got a lot of good gag reel stuff there. He really does. Mr. Hogan does. He usually does because he's, you know, he's a bit of a... We didn't know with Gabe that he was yeah. going to be who he turned out to be. Like, we just wanted a guy with muscles. <laughs> yes. Like correct. a big, dumb guy with muscles. Correct. Like a hunk. Correct. And he walked and in. he certainly is that. He is that. He walked in for his audition. I probably yeah. told the story in the last talk over, but I don't care. He yeah. came in, and, and we, after we left, we were like, holy shit, did you see his biceps? <laughs> holy fucking shit. They were incredible. And, right. and, and, and we all, have Kelly Kwan just cut his shirts a little high, right? Yeah. But she does that with all of us. Like my, Not like, with me, she doesn't. I can barely, like, there's no circulation in my arm. My, like, my hands are always swollen because, like, my sleeves are so tight. Not with me, she doesn't. She doesn't? No. Nah. But you have that, like, that. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm saying I got, I got nothing to offer there, so. Brother, I mean, don't compared sell to that short. gag, that that moment in that gag reel, which I, I love, it when he's got the tricep, that's vintage Gabe Hogan. Oh right my god! There. But we've busted him too. Like, oh, so many times. There was one time we were shooting a, a a shot of him shirt off, like supposed to be from up here. Yeah, and like the frame was actually wider than we wanted it to be, and we realized that he was had his hands pressed together <laughs> like this, and it was acting. <laughs> to make his uh, breast muscles, sure. or pectorals, as they're called, sure. uh, more engorged. And thank you to Gabe Hogan for coming on here. I flex act, too, by the way, sometimes. Like, you, there's a few times my triceps are you going to maybe comb too. through footage and try to find that? Yeah, why don't you go grab some, uh, some of my tricep footage? Um, all right, let me just wrap it up, my man. Uh, I think we're in good shape here. Okay, my brother. All right, my friend. My bro. Okay, my... Okay, brother. My dude. Brother. Okay, much love, brother. Hey, much love, my brother. Much love, That's if we had a biker guy. No, you know what we should do? But let's do yeah. the forearm handshake. That's the way we like do it. Like up here? Tacoma. Yeah, that's firefighter. Yeah, much love, much brother. Much love, brother. Yeah, man. But this is, this is the Tacoma biker gang, though. Yeah. 
Much love, brother. Much love, brother. Okay. Here's to kicking ass. I'll see you next time. Kicking ass and taking flames. Yeah, let's do it. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Kicking ass and taking flames. That's a good one. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of Talk Coma. Uh, tune in next week, episode 403. What did I tell you? Our That's friend. Episode three, season four. Our friend is coming back. Joe Pantoliano. What a great episode. I love that episode. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Talk home, uh,